and so it, it's basically like you know you your, your dad walks into your room with this massive Lego box and like dumps the whole thing out. Right. And then you as a, as a builder, as a creator can go in and, and figure out how to put the pieces together in a way that makes sense for what you want to build. Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Welcome to the show. All right, artists, we are we are live. Dude, this is like a momentous occasion. This is the first time we're chatting on the pod since uh, since the acquisition. It is. Hey, uh, congratulations, by the way. I mean, it's it's your baby. So you've been uh, developing it over the past few years. You've built something really incredible. And we're uh, really, really excited to kind of take it to the next level. But congratulations. It's it's no small feat building a, a media brand, especially in higher education, where uh, trust is so important. Well, thanks, man. It's um, It's been a huge privilege. And I just I just have to say right off the bat, I, we've got a lot to get into today. But I've been so impressed by by your team and really your your openness and and uh, receptivity to to our ideas. Like it's it's funny. I sometimes you hear stories about when an acquisition happens, right? And then you know the founder or the founding team is disappointed because like their ideas are no longer considered, or like you know people people just want you know want to take the brand and run with it in a totally different direction. And I've been just super super excited to see how you guys are wonderfully open to to so many ideas and the ideas quite frankly that you all have are are truly powerful and truly truly exciting so uh i i couldn't be more excited and, and happier to play a role here i want to talk to you about a couple things in particular today artists number one you know open open ai just had their first ever developer day uh, open ai is most popularly known for chat gpt right uh as, as kind of their core product which rolled out just just like a year ago and since then so much has changed. So I want to recap that event uh, so that our listeners can get a good understanding of what is OpenAI planning? What, from a product standpoint, what have, what have they done? And, and why is this relevant? Or why is this important to pay attention to if you're working in higher ed as a, as a marketer or, or admissions professional? Yeah, so there, I mean, I was uh, like a kid in a candy shop or Christmas, so to speak, in terms of technology and some of the things that were being <laughs> announced during the event. So I, I want to try to uh, anchor the audience a little bit when in the past, when ChatGPT came about and what OpenAI was and what ChatGPT was and kind of what it means. We had a four episode series on this podcast. This was uh, back in March or April of, of this year. Uh, things have tremendously you know, gone so fast over the last six months. We've done a lot of educational content, really, really excited for some of the things that we're going to be able to do and, and make Enrollify a place where uh, you can go to and, and kind of learn about AI and, and be a destination for, for all of that learning, practical learning, uh, keeping up with the trends and everything else, uh, because those tools and AI is going to be part of everybody's lives uh, in more meaningful ways. So as, as we anchor around that, uh, then we start thinking about, okay, ChatGPT is probably the number one product that we associate with AI today. It's probably the one that's made the biggest impact on our day-to-day -day lives in producing content and, and, and how we are able to, to incorporate it in our marketing, our strategic, our, 
uh, enrollment, communications. And, and as part of that, we need to understand what OpenAI is. OpenAI has been a company that is uh, behind ChatGPT, but ChatGPT is a consumer product, right? It's something that they put in front. And behind yeah. it, what powers it are these really large language models that OpenAI has built. And there, there's a lot of other AI models that now you're consuming them through ChatGPT. Most of their platform is a developer platform. So essentially, companies like Element 451, we consume and use those same capabilities to build and to bring, you know, to bring those capabilities into our own products. So think about bringing ChatGPT into uh, into your your day to day work and environment that all the data is there and everything. So OpenAI kind of straddles between two different worlds, right? The consumer world, which is uh, ChatGPT, and they, that's been very popular and it's allowed them to kind of gain a lot of mind share and gain a lot of data and gain a lot of insights on how people want to use AI, but then the developer world as well. So this event was the first event that they had since ChatGPT, actually first event since ChatGPT uh, came out, which is developer focused, right? It's kind of their developer conference and it was all focused on what they're doing. Uh, it had a lot of developer information and a lot of developer features that are super important to us that are building these things. And we'll touch base on what the implications are of those a little bit later. But there's a lot of other consumer-based uh, announcements that are going to you're going to see in ChatGPT and how you interact with it and how you think about uh, what they're offering with ChatGPT to make your workflows a lot better and a lot easier, a lot faster. And and just to kind of package everything that you're saying to uh in in maybe sort of just like a super simplistic term this this event why it's so powerful is it helps developers like the team at element for instance right understand and get access to hey what is what is the what what is the actual platform capability what what are, what are new uh, you know what whether it's kind of like new new apps right new services i'm clearly not technical here so i'm i'm i'm, I'm using language that the that the that the layman might use right <laughs> yeah of course yes but like it basically gives you a a treasure trove of hey here are all the different things now all the different like lego pieces that you can that you can now use to build whatever it is that you want right yeah yeah exactly and so it, it's basically like you know you your your dad walks into your room with this massive Lego box and like dumps the whole thing out, right? And then you as a as a builder, as a creator, can go in and and figure out how to put the pieces together in a way that makes sense for what you want to build. So what's cool about events like this is it helps give technologists access to those Lego pieces, right? And and I think that you know Apple does this, you know, other major technology companies companies have like dev days. But it's cool to see OpenAI, which again, to, to your point, is is probably like the leading the leading company in the space right now. I think I think we could probably all agree there. Yes, yes, they are. It, it's cool to see them very quickly after they shipped an incredible product, which took the world by storm. It, it's cool to see them having this monumental event, uh, and I think it just reinforces them as as sort of like a category leader. And I know that Element uses a, a lot of OpenAI's uh, infrastructure to, to, to build the products that, that you all have, have built. So I'd love to hear artists, obviously there's a lot we could talk about, but what are, what are a couple of like the, the more meaningful takeaways that you think are, are worth folks paying attention to, especially you know, our audience being folks working in higher ed marketing, working in enrollment management. What are, what are some of the, the exciting things that, have, that were revealed at this event that might affect their day-to-day -day and or 
and or their their relationship with their CIOs or their CTOs at their at their organizations. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with the stuff that you're possibly are are affected every day of the regular consumers, and then talk a little bit about some of the uh, more capabilities that and what it means for product builders and not necessarily product builders by us. So one of the first things that we get, like one of the questions that um, AI is really good at producing copy, producing images. And one of the questions that we get quite a bit as people are afraid, it's like, can I actually use this in my pieces of information like is this copyrighted like what's going to happen like i don't want i don't want to have yeah. something happen to my my legal team is going to tell me no so one of the things that we saw over the past few months is that some companies for example like adobe and a few others they saying hey we have all these models that are trained on our data and we're guaranteeing that if you get sued we're going to pay for those uh, so so essentially they're they're um, giving you a, a an insurance, so to speak, against um, all of these um, uh, copywriting uh, lawsuits, which have maybe there is a very small percentage right now, or maybe one or two, but they're not they haven't happened yet, right? But everybody's in mindset. They think about the legal ramifications of using AI generated content, and, and they're like, "Are oh, we going to get sued?" And the answer is no. And even if you are, these companies they want you to start using and adopting it so they are guaranteeing that so one of the things that they introduced was called copyright shield so so it's committed to essentially protecting the the consumers with built-in copyright safeguards in their system and then they're going a step further to introduce this copyright shield which steps in and defends the customers and pay the costs incurred if they face legal claims uh, around copyright infringement now granted that this applies to chat gpt some of the enterprise users and some of the developer platform so if you're just using the free chat gpt maybe that's not covered but but i'm sure that's going to you know be part of it as they roll it out yeah for example if you're building content in element like we use their apis and we're part of their platform so this applies to us so so if something happens then you have like open ai will pay for all of those if something were to happen which is very very unlikely at this point yeah but what what's really cool about this is that i mean this this sort of like does does ease some of the you know concern that i've heard from folks especially like on the marketing side of the house right that are like Hey, Zach, you're you're telling us and we're hearing from from the Element team and, and others that like we can go create all this content very quickly for, you know, for quote unquote free, more or less. Yes. But some of the biggest concern has been like, well, if we if we whip up all like, you know, 20 different blog posts kind of overnight, how how do we ensure like how do we fact check? How do we ensure that like the information we can actually use? And and that has been a core fear for some people. So really, really like brilliant move quite frankly on the open ai team to to come in and say hey we're going to we're going to literally release like a, essentially an insurance policy yeah exactly that uh that that we've got you in the off chance that this ever does get you know not regulated but legislated um so so to speak so it, it, super super interesting so so what else do you think from from this from this event was helpful for the average joe <laughs> yeah so so I, we're going to go through a couple other things um one of the things that sometimes we have a lot of issues with is ChatGPT. We we try to paste a long text in there, and it says, "Sorry, the text is too long." Right? So maybe you're pasting around uh, like a thousand words or or something along those lines, and it just says it's too long. And, and we're not we can't copy, for example, really long transcripts or YouTube transcripts or um, you know really long blog posts or anything like that to paste them in there to 
get information out of it. Well, what's happening is that they introduced what they call their uh, GPT-4 Turbo model, which powers ChatGPT. Um, and what that allows you to do is have what's called a, a longer context window, the ability for it to take a lot more text mm. than, than before. So essentially 16 to 32, depending on where you're using more text than before. So that's the equivalent of about um, a 300 page uh, book. <laughs> so so that's, that's how much copy you can paste in there uh, and then get information and ask questions around that copy. Huge, huge, huge benefit to the everyday user of ChatGPT. And the other uh, part around that is that now ChatGPT4 GPT is so much faster. So one of the things that if you're producing longer piece, pieces of content, you just have to wait for, for a minute or two till it kind of goes through. It's so much faster. I've tried it. I've tested it. And it, it, it goes really, really quick. So with the addition of long text, it opens up a lot of possibilities, right? You can copy a whole transcript from YouTube or, of a lecture, which is, or, or copy a lecture, which is maybe a couple, uh, an hour and a half, two hours long. You can paste that all in there, and then you can start asking questions about it, right? That that's one very simple use case that I've been trying to do for a while. Uh, you can copy a whole academic catalog, and you can just put it in there, and now start asking questions around courses and so on and so forth. Now, granted, um, you know it might not necessarily understand some of the relationships, but but it's very very good at asking. You know, you can ask it those questions. Yeah. Think about a strategic plan. It's like, oh man, it's like those things are written and sometimes get put on the shelf, but it's like, how does it imply, you know, what are the implications to a particular department, to marketing, to the brand of the school, to how you communicate those things uh, better so you can use that. Um, and of course, as like marketers, we're referring to frameworks and best practices. So we can just now go in and uh, put together YouTube transcripts or, or best practices, or just go ahead and copy white papers and even whole books that we're working with a framework. And it's like, hey, let's just bring that whole book in here and, and add it in and then start asking questions and start learning or even using it that those frameworks for, you know, for, for kind of your own content, writing things a certain way or, or moving them. So huge possibilities, right, around this huge context window. Yeah. Well, one, one of the things that pops into my head too, artists is like, you know, for, for years, right. As, as a content marketer, you know, we, we've been talking about, Hey, you got to take your faculty who are your experts who have really interesting research that they're producing. And you've got to turn that into marketing collateral. Right. Yes. And it's always been like, well, like how, how do you do that? Well, like it, it takes a lot to, you know, to, to, to get faculty to write marketing content is like, is, is always, it's, always a terrible idea. Like it never really comes out the way that it should. But now you as a marketer could literally take their, their research, right, which might be incredibly e extensive, you could throw it into into ChatGPT, work with it, and then figure out how do you create five different blog articles, whatever it might be, yes, based off of this, this research for five different audiences that you might want to be trying to attract to that particular program, right? And then you, and then you, and then all the drafting is done, and then you just go in and like you, you probably still have to, you know, vet it with the faculty member. But overnight, you can take something that you, quite frankly, as a marketer, might not even understand, right? Because like, what do I know about biomedical engineering? But like, let, let's just say that like you've got a great faculty member who's a leading, a leading figure in in the space. Now, very, very quickly, you can create marketing content based off of their research 
by literally copying and pasting, you know, dozens of their pages in, in into this tool. So it's it's a uh, it's truly remarkable. Yeah, and and I do have to say one thing about that is ChatGPT uh, and these models are really good at creating connections between uh, across different disciplines. So if you have two uh, like two faculty members, or if you have um, for example, you want to make a point around the implications of this research around a particular um, kind of area, uh, you can actually do that very easily and get those talking points and, and it, it gives you those connections, right? Uh, whereas before you need really needed experts in order to make those connections for you and implications of research and how they can be applied. So game changer for uh, the ability for us to bring what's behind the scenes and happening in every campus to bring into the forefront and kind of talking about this in a really, really easy way. So yeah, I mean, that's a that's an amazing use case. Thanks for kind of pointing that out. I, I do that all the time. I, I get, I, I download uh, papers around this AI uh, from archive and, and essentially that's how I learn a lot of the newer techniques and newer things that are happening around these models is that I download those papers, but sometimes they're very dense. So I kind of get the summaries and and um, and then kind of go through that process myself. So that's, uh, thanks for bringing that up. That's actually, a, a, I do that every day, but sometimes you kind of forget the things that you do every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those things where when you're so, as, as you are and as the element team is, when you're so steeped in this day in and day out, it's hard to remember that like, like I was in, in a presentation yesterday or a couple of days ago, and, you know, I, I still, right, half the people in the presentation had used ChatGPT, like, maybe once, and the other half, like, hadn't used it at all. So it's still so novel to so many people, especially especially in our in our industry. So I think highlighting these use cases is really just giving more more empowerment to folks to go and try to use these tools in, in very practical ways that'll, you know, help help them do their jobs better. But um, what is, are there, like, one or two more heady kind of like technical developments that you think are worth highlighting here? Uh, again, most of the folks that are listening to this pod are, are obviously in the marketing and enrollment management space, but we do have, you know, several, you know, CTOs and CIOs that sort of like tune in as well. But what what are what are one or two sort of like technical developments that you think are, are especially significant? Yeah, so um, there, there's actually a couple of them. W one more that is going to make li your lives a lot easier if you're using ChatGPT and you have the pro version you're usually switching between uh, DALI, which is the, the image generator, and then you're switching between the web browsing and you're switching between the uh, version where you have the data interpreter, where the data analytics. So now they're going to make all those together so you don't have to think about it. So that's a really nice user experience change there that they're making. So you don't have to think about, it's like you can now say, hey, here is some data, you can, uh, we'll do analysis on that, and then you can actually say, "Hey, pr produce me an image that kind of correlates to some of this data." So you can do very interesting things because you're you're kind of marrying all of those different uh, tools together. The part that expanding on this idea of how do you take these tools now and and customize them for yourself? What they did is they introduced uh, what they're calling custom GPTs, right? And this is something very very cool because it, before they had plugins where you can kind of you know extend the functionality of it. But a lot of people, like you said, they're 
they have to be prompt engineers, right? They have to know a lot about, you know, something they have to do prompts a certain way. We have a course on that, which that information is not going to go away. But what they have done, what OpenAI has done is they introduced what they call GPTs. And if you think about GPTs, it's probably one of the most exciting consumer, uh, you know, area of people who are using it because it gives um, people the ability to essentially create personas, like mini little bots. Mm. So take ChatGPT, and now you, if you have used custom instructions in, in ChatGPT before, you know that you don't have to type in the same piece of information about your school or about your context and, and give it instructions about a specific thing. So you can kind of put them in custom instructions. Well, GPTs are now taking those custom instructions and essentially making this personas as many as you want, right? And you can also go ahead and, and use personas that other people have created that now you can bring in and, and use in your use cases. They give examples where you can have a creative writing coach, for example, or a tech advisor or um, other, other use cases. And in this case, uh, for, for us in higher works in higher education, imagine if you have your own... In your departmental GPT, right? Your own marketing GPT that you tell it all of the information about the school, you tell it the goals, you tell it um, all of the writing that you have done before, you you give it, you, you can even upload files to it so it keeps that in the context and, and you tell it right this way, uh, here's our style guide, custom instructions only give you a little bit of that, but now you can add so much more and now you can make a, school X marketing expert, right? And now you can deploy that and you can chat with it as if it was chat GPT, but with the context of having all of your information in there. So that's that's one use case of it, which I'm so excited about that because, you know, teaching folks on, like I said, on prompt engineering, it's still pretty pretty hard for them to copy and paste stuff all the time, right? In order to get things done a certain way. Now you can embed all of that directly in there. I do have a couple other use cases, which would be, that are really, really cool about this, but what do you think? One, yeah, one thing on that artist real fast, which is super, super cool, right? Is like, like I'm, I'm imagining one, one of the biggest friction points for for marketers, right? Is that if you've, you've got faculty in different departments, you've got different department heads, you have different, you know, admissions folks that are recruiting for different departments. And while, while every program, right, in every department is technically housed under the same institutional brand, we all know that there are lots of nuances that exist in those programs, right? And, 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 and in those departments, right? The nursing school might have a very different tone than the business school, even though they're still a part of, you know, University of San Diego or whatever it is. So what's really cool about this, right, if I'm understanding this correctly, is I could go to my, for lack of a better term, like school business bot, and I could say, hey, write me an article. I could use the same prompt, write me an article on these six things featuring, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then have the CTA at the end be to uh, a link to our open house or something like that. I could take that same prompt, throw it into the nursing bot, and the output of the, the of those blog articles would be different because it's taking into context, right? The fact that Dr. So-and-so, you know, loves the Oxford comma, and then the other doctor so-and-so hates it, right? Or whatever. Like <laughs> yes. you, you could get that nuance built into these tools, which is unbelievably powerful. 
Exactly, exactly. This is the starting of a place where um, this different co-pilots or different agents, they're calling the GPTs, but these are assistants, right? These are assistants or these are co-pilots, these are agents that are doing things, you know, they're, they're being specialized to do things a certain way. Now, these are powerful in, in OpenAI, but then these are going to be very, very common in a lot of other kind of enterprises, like where you still need your data to be available in there. So you still need this real time. You don't have to do copying and pasting and all of these things. So so these are, are things that we're developing already in Element, but and other products are, are going to be similar. But for the uh, everyday user, this is a great start in, in order to extend what they're already doing with ChatGPT and, and kind of bringing it into their institutions, right? So now this is texted the next step further. And here's a here's a really cool example of, as, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, okay, how can they be used in teaching and learning, right? Because you are teaching, you teach math a different way, you teach a particular CS course a certain way, you teach art history a certain way, and, and you have the, the textbook, you have the lecture notes, you have how the professor likes to, uh, like the quizzes and like or the the learning material and how it flows through and and, and if, if that person were to chat one-on-one -on -one with you it has that all that context and then it kind of to, to pull the information out so now if you think about it like what if we have gpts for every course in a school yeah <laughs> so now the student goes in and can ask any question about that course and it has, you can be quizzed around it. You can say, okay, test my learning ability. And the instructor can be putting in their pedagogical, you know, component of it. So you don't have to go to office hours anymore. You can have a GPT answer those questions for you, you know, off hours 24 seven. So it's, it's, it's a very, very different kind of mindset when you think about that and how, what it opens up for education. And, and and like just talk about sort of like access to and 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 equity here, right? Like the ability for an individual to say like, "Hey, can you explain this concept to me in you know eventually like my native language, or can you explain this concept to me? Yes, like in, in, yes. in a way without using like super technical terms. Like explain this to me like I was a second grader or whatever. Like you'll you'll be able to cue those prompts. Mm -hmm. And the the rate and speed, I think, of acquiring and retaining knowledge is just going to increase substantially. Because if 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 it can be explained to me in context and framing that I understand, right? Oh my gosh! Overnight, I can pick up on a concept that otherwise would have taken me a semester to 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 harness if if I ever harnessed it at all. Yeah, yeah. So so we're very excited, and and one of the things that um, they announced as well is that these are going to be shareable. So you're going to be able to share these GPTs or this this kind of assistance with with other people, and uh, they're actually having an app store for them as well. So GPT app store. <laughs> so this is the it's not it's going to be there hopefully by the end of the month or or December. Uh, but now imagine that you're going to be able to buy a I don't know like any of the the courses it's going to be more interactive right you don't have to listen to videos every 
So, so I'm thinking about my prompt engineering course. I'm like, huh, this is going to be really cool if I can just <laughs> change it and make it into a GPT, but I can't wait to do that. <laughs> um, but anyways, this, this idea of delivering content and, and how that works, it's, it's, it's amazing now what we can do. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's truly remarkable. Um, but this is, I mean, this has been super exciting artists and I, I just want to sort of pick up and, and as we close out here on something that you said earlier, which I think is, is just super important. And one of the big reasons I was really excited about this, this, uh, acquisition was AI is totally revolutionizing every industry, every space. There's still a lot of fear of it, especially in higher ed. And I think a lot of the time, you know, people fear things that we don't understand. It's just, it's just natural. And, and so one of the things that we're excited about and that I, I'm personally very excited about is because of the backing of, of Element, because of, quite frankly, the fact that you guys are technologists at your core, we, we are going to be able to help teach people everything that they need to know about AI, how to use it for their jobs, eventually like how to use it to, to, to grow their, their skill sets. And my hope is that like Enrollify becomes the place in higher ed where people go for their for their AI learning, right? If you want to increase your AI literacy, I hope that you can do so via via Enrollify. And we've got some exciting announcements. You you're launching a podcast called Generation AI, which will be a part of the Enrollify, Enrollify podcast network. That's really exciting. There are loads of other things. We're launching the the State of AI uh, Research uh, report at at AMA, and it, there are so many exciting happenings right now. And I think for our listeners, our our just hope is that if you've got a question about AI, if you want to understand how to use this practically in your context, that those questions uh, can be answered within the context of, of Enrollify. And again, we're only able to do this because we've got people like you artists, quite frankly, who understand this stuff at a technical level that I certainly don't. And I, and I know that uh, you know the vast majority of our, of our listeners don't. So uh, thank you for all the pioneering that you're doing. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what we're able to produce to, to make the industry better. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and yes, that is absolutely true. Um, as AI and technology becomes part of our lives and our, the way we work and the way we, we engage and the way we communicate, uh, it's going to be more and more important for us to understand as professionals how this impacts our day-to-day -day lives, how it impacts the, you know, our, our, our consumer, our customer, our students, our faculty, every, everyone, everyone else. And uh, we're hoping to bring a lot of that to the Enrollify network and and through the brand as well uh one of the things i do have to say is uh you know it, it's astonishing how often we pr give a webinar or we provide a lecture or or something else uh, talking about ai and i'm like oh man this is this is old news already but um to be very transparent there is there's just so much demand right now and then so much uh of a gap in the understanding and the implications that I, I really feel that we can be talking about this 24 seven and still have, uh, you know, still be very, very relevant to, to the audience and to what you're doing every single day and how you're using these tools and how everything is moving really fast and kind of what that means for you to kind of upskill and go to the next level uh, and, and bring a lot of that learning to whatever you're doing uh, on your institutions or, or even in your personal life, if that's something that you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I think in, in some ways, I feel like I end up using uh, ChatGPT in particular for my personal life even more than my professional life, which is which is kind of funny. Um, we'll have to do another pod on that next time. But yeah, but uh, artists, thanks so much for your time. And for our listeners, 
We will have a plethora of resources in the show notes below, links to resources that Element has put out on AI. Well, I'll have a link to the series that Artis and I did earlier this year, which was which is a great like just introduction if you are kind of feeling lost and you you don't really know where to start. Go and binge that series. Again, some of some of what we shared there is is kind of already old news as as Artis mentioned. Things are moving so quickly, but it's still a really good kind of foundational place to start if if you don't know where to start. But thanks everyone for tuning in. Artis, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Enrollify podcast. The Enrollify podcast is brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and higher education marketers. Enrollify was built to empower enrollment marketers with the ideas, the strategies, and the tools that they need to optimize the resources that they do have to generate the results that they need. You can explore our other podcasts like Starter Stories and CRM Prov or sign up for one of our newsletters, or even watch an episode of Frideas, our weekly video segment, at enrollify.org. And if you know anyone that you think that we should have on this show or any one of our other shows, please reach out to me directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. Again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. And I'd be happy to chat with you about getting you or someone you know on one of our shows.